0: We are finally back with another episode of Dynasty Theory, Saturday morning edition. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Twitter, ignore the banner at the top live every Tuesday night. That is a bold <laughs> face lie. Uh, a lot going on this week. Uh, Mitch, you got some new Internet. Dan's got sinus infections up the wazoo. Uh, I, I think we're, we're ready to rock and roll, though.
1: I'm telling you, like. Having no internet for three days when you have kids now is horrible. Like we're trying to like hotspot all of their stuff, and it it just didn't turn out that well. <laughs> it <sucked. laughs> I'm I, I mean we
0: got to see underneath the hat. Do you still have any hair? Did you pull all your hair out?
1: A little bit. A little okay, bit. I think okay. I'm all right. Well, it's receding yeah. a little bit. You know my old age. Yeah,
0: you are getting old. Are You're you? up there. All right, today we're gonna talk about some wide receivers. Initially. I had us ready to go with wide receivers and tight ends and I'm going through it. And I'm like, we can't combine this all into one episode. It is going to take forever. So what we've done in the past, and this has happened every year, Dan called me out on it. What we have done in the past, we went through our running backs we went through our quarterbacks wide receivers today, uh, next Wednesday. So again, a lie live every Tuesday night, <laughs> next Wednesday, We're doing uh, tight ends to start the show, then a a fairly fast-paced two-round mock going into the NFL draft. And then, of course, Mitch, you know, that's all going to get flipped upside down the following week.
1: And it's episode 200, right?
0: It is. Uh, This week, episode 199, we got 200 next week. No episode the following week, but if you're in our Patreon, it's free for the rest of April. Come check it out. If you don't like it, bounce, bounce, Five bucks, instant refund. Join us for the draft party; it's a lot of fun. Uh so we, a lot going on here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see proud partner of DynastyDaddy.com. I, I, I love the pot. The, uh, the website name mm-hmm. sounds kind of scandalous. A little bit, little bit. I promise you, it's not the only. <clears throat> it will get you hot and bothered though if you're into the the spreadsheets, because you can export everything. But it's it's a really cool feature and uh, website. So just go over, check it out, whether you have one team, whether you have a thousand teams, you can look at your portfolio, not just the, the percentages and your uh, exposure to certain players, but then it does some really cool league assessments in terms of the power rankings. And you can see how things are going, in terms of market values based on ktc uh uh, fantasy calc uh, dynasty process so there's really cool information there go check it out um i i think you'll you'll enjoy it okay wide receivers mitch how are you viewing this class in general uh this is how we've started every episode Mm -hmm running backs, quarterbacks. If you haven't had a chance, go check out those previous previous episodes talking about the different position groups. But anyway, wide receivers, Mitch.
1: Comparing it to previous classes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, how, I how, you view kind of how class, are you viewing this class and then how do you oh. want to compare it to previous classes? It's not very good. Right. I just think it doesn't have the top end talent. Right now we have JSN who's locked in pretty much as everybody's wide receiver one. Well, his NFL comps, like extremely elite tier, Cooper Cup, Amon Ross St. Brown, Cooper cup was the seventh wide receiver taken on the right. St. Brown went in the fourth round. So like, I know he's going to be a very, very good slot wide receiver. We just don't see very good slot wide receivers being the wide receiver one. And then a tear break to the next one. Cause he's like, it's not that he's an absolute physical beast there. And like, he runs a four, three, five. And then he has all those agility scores. He just looks like a very, very solid slot wide receiver. And if that is your wide receiver one, the class, it's not a great class.
0: I I didn't know how you were going to come at this, this question. And I'm glad that you approached it the way you did, because it's, it's bright and early here. I know you just mm-hmm. woke up. So maybe there's still some brain fog, but I'm going to challenge that. Okay. And I don't have the cool red flag that Dan usually has, but yes, I, I will agree to the point that, this class, it does not have a Jamar Chase, but not many classes do. In fact, only one did because it was there's only one Jamar Chase anyway. So, we're looking at this class, it doesn't have the Jamar Chase from a prospect standpoint. And your wide receiver one for fantasy purposes is coming in as primarily a slot receiver. But, my argument. The way the NFL is shaping up, you can be a slot-wide receiver that demands a high target share. And I hate using the word alpha. I hate it. But we can have a top-tier receiver that primarily works out of the slot. Look at these guys, okay? And I, I, I included Christian Kirk in here to start, so we'll ease into it. But Christian Kirk, Chris Godwin, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Jerry, Judy, Tyler Lockett, Tyree Kill, all operated out of the slot at least 40% of the time last year. The, uh, that's top of the list of all receivers with at least 100 targets last year, okay? Godwin was at 73% out of the slot. CeeDee Lamb coming in as a rookie operate out of the slot 93% of the time. And I don't think it's crazy to say that Jackson Smith and Jigba is at least on par with C.D. Lamb coming in as a prospect. So, yes, you don't have your Jamar Chase, Hmm. but you still have a very good prospect in Jackson Smith and Jigba leading the way. And, yeah, his 2022, it was completely derailed. But there is hope. What we've seen from Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, you have a wide receiver coming in that outperformed them when all three of them were on the field together.
1: That's very true. But my only kickback is when Kurt came into the league, when Godwin came into the league, when, I mean, CD had the hype. He was good. When, I remember what you said about Amundra Ra when he came into the league. Tyler Lockett's never really been of good value. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. I loved Almond Ross St. Braun pre-draft. I lo- Pre-draft. I was there with you during our draft party. I know what you said about him. Something about him. I believe it was. He's dead to me, if I remember. De- right. Nah. We
0: deleted the footage. Yeah. Yeah, I got to find my that bad. footage and delete but it.
1: But I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying that Jason is going to be bad in the NFL. I actually think he's going to be very good in the NFL. It's just he's the best prospect we have in this class. And that's my worry. But no, I agree. He could be, he could be amazing. He can be better than Amir St. Brown. There's no doubt in my mind. But we also know like how little value certain guys had coming in the NFL. And it's based off draft capital for sure. But that's my one kickback on this class is there isn't that one guy that could be like, you know, I love him. Especially I, I... after JSN. That's my big issue.
0: Uh, just to clarify, uh, Kevin the chat saying he didn't need to spend the number one rookie wide receiver pick on any of those guys. I wasn't comparing the players. Well, CD Lamb.
1: No, C.D. You did.
0: CD Lamb, you did. But I'm not comparing the players from a draft capital standpoint. I'm comparing it from the pushback that people were saying Jackson Smith and Jigba is a slot receiver. We see guys perform at wide receiver one uh, production for fantasy purposes. Working out of the slot—that was my point there. It wasn't comparing them, saying this is where they were going in in rookie drafts. Uh, but but the class in general—I don't want to—I don't want to get too far down the Jackson Smith and Jigba <laughs> uh, trade uh, rabbit hole here. But this class in general, I personally see six top forty wide receivers. Top there. Let me let me refer, let me rephrase that. <laughs> top forty. It's still early, guys. Top forty NFL draft pick, all right? I see six wide receivers going in the top forty.
1: I think you're top right. 40. Top forty two, though. I really think if they get drafted that high, they'll probably be top forty in the in dynasty rankings as well. I think that's fair.
0: And I I don't think that we. I, I actually, I'd have to look at the the line, but I don't think Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be the first wide receiver off the board in the NFL draft. Oh, he is.
1: I don't think he is. Yeah, well, he is. There's like I, no doubt in my mind. I'm while you're talking, I'ma bring up the odds. I'm pretty sure they're like very high too. Okay. okay. I, I would love to see what it would be for if you can do Jackson Smith and
0: Jig, but not you know, going off the board first. But okay. So I have the I have the six wide receivers. And if you are in the Patreon, which I encourage everybody to come check it out at least for the rest of the month. Again, it's free. But I have my rookie spreadsheet, everything uh, in there. I have a pre-draft score, post-draft score with expected draft capital for the incoming rookies. But it's all based on threshold scoring. So I have all these different criteria that I want these guys to meet, any prospect across the board, whatever position. And it's going to vary position to position. But pre-draft, uh, post-draft, and you'll see, Mitch, since – uh. You know, I'm always tinkering and I'm always looking to improve it. So with wide receivers, I actually with the draft capital standpoint, going down even into the fourth round, early fourth round can still be OK. So I, that goes back yeah. to Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You right? looked that up. I mean, slot. And that was specifically you were looking at slot wide receivers that performed because I think wasn't Tyler Boyd, someone we were looking at before that. I'm trying to remember uh, there was some Hunter Renfro was yeah. one,
0: uh Amon Ross St. Brown. But historically, guys that slip in the NFL draft, I'm not saying by any means this is gonna be Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's he's a first round wide receiver. But historically, there's a little bit more leeway that if you slip in the NFL draft, you can still be a fantasy producer if you're working primarily out of the slot uh, compared to a guy that's lining up out wide. But before before you mention the uh the mm-hmm. line. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you have it. I do. Uh, the, so the top bucket since 2021. You know, all all these guys fall in the top bucket. and Again, these aren't rankings. This is just a threshold where these guys are being categorized for me. Post draft grades: Traylon Burks, Jamar Chase, Jamison Williams, Rashad Bateman, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Chris alave Drake London, Jahan Dotson, Addison Smith, and Jigba Devonte Smith, Quentin Johnston. Jalen Hyatt, Amon Ross, St. Brown. So I still have four guys in that top bucket. It's just, if you're looking at it from a ceiling, Mm -hmm. they're not, they're not all the way up there.
1: Yeah. But again,
0: that that's okay. Everybody wants these guys to come in and how often do we say Mitch that the value of rookie picks is driven by quarterbacks and running backs. Mm -hmm. But now the biggest thing being held against this class not only is it what it costs to acquire these picks last year, but, well, look at the wide receivers. They suck. They're trash. They're garbage.
1: Okay, but we all, l- look at every class. It's not the wide receivers that drive the value. I wonder if Marvin Harrison Jr. wasn't... I mean, he's going to be the 101 in every 1QB dynasty draft next year. It's just going to happen because he's absolutely amazing. I wonder if he wasn't... In that class, if people would be hating this class as much, just knowing what kind of talent is coming out next year. But, but that's neither here nor there right now. I have a question for you. So Jackson Smith and Chigba is the favorite at minus 300 right now. Okay. So pretty much three to one, which is pretty high. Okay. Who do you think people have as the second wide receiver off the board at plus 333? Um, well, based on the way you're, you're uh-huh. phrasing that, uh-huh. uh, I, is it Cedric Tillman? <laughs> Zay Flowers.
0: I was going to say it's got to yeah. be,
1: uh, where, where's Jordan Addison? Jordan Addison and Quentin Johnston are next at plus 700. Ah, what site are you on? Are I got to lock something. This in is SI I... Sportsbook, but I saw it on a couple of different sites. This was the only one I could actually click through. Jalen I... Hyatt, guy I'm falling in love with. He's fifth. I love it love it i i mean
0: it, 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 let me say would it surprise me if jackson smith and jigba is the first no but i especially at those odds give me uh, i'll take a flyer bets yeah i'll take a flyer on jordan addison all right anyway all right, where are we where are we so we're talking about this class you know i once it comes down to it and we're in the second round of rookie drafts and we're in the early third there's going to be a lot of intriguing wide receivers if you're in a two PPR league for tight ends, I I'm far more willing to invest and take the, the chance on the profiles there, which we're going to talk about on Wednesday next week and the running backs. than a lot of the wide receivers we're going to see in the second round range. Well, even look, look, your, let me, let me rephrase the, the mid to late second round range. Yeah. I still want a lot of those receivers going early second.
1: Is it? But your draft philosophy pretty much is in third and fourth round. You don't take a lot of wide receivers, anyways, right? You for the most part the I, running backs.
0: I have certainly gravitated towards uh, going with with the, a lot of the tight ends. I mean i I have a lot of Chiggy. Mm-hmm. I have uh, I have a lot of Cole Turner. Uh, let's not talk about that one. Uh, I I remember e- that one. <laughs> I even though I wasn't a huge fan, I have a lot of Isaiah Likely yep. just because I'm in tight end premium. We're talking one PPR, one tight end, uh, typical roster settings. I I don't care.
1: No, I'm not drafting but, tight end.
0: But in these tight end premium leagues, it's a different story. Anyway, back to the wide receivers. So then the second bucket for me, Josh Downs comes in there. Zay Flowers, Marvin Mims, Cedric Tillman, who is an interesting prospect that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, Trey Palmer, he checks a lot of boxes, but there's concerns there and we'll, we'll get to that. So that's my second bucket. Once you fall
1: below that, can I just rattle off some names and I'm not really giving you a choice. (laughs) So, so I got to tell everybody, John sent me his notes. And normally he doesn't send me his (laughs) notes. And I saw that he has no joke. 125 names probably and I fully expect to hear 125 names this episode just just
0: listen so this is the next bucket from 2021 and 2022 okay this is and you let me know if this sounds intriguing to you so these are guys from the last two draft classes uh real quick I gotta give a shout out to b heart aj greg kev I saw a new name
1: in there mile high Stello.
0: Yeah, fantasy AM. I like it. I like it. Bill's in there. B Ford. I think he posted whenever this episode was supposed to be on Tuesday. And then things got to real. Anyway, the, the last bucket John Mechie. And this is post draft scores. Okay. John Mechie, David Bell, Eric Azukanma from Miami. I know I butchered the last name. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, Tomorian Terry. Amir Smith-Marzette, Kyle Phillips, Simi Fahoko, Danny Gray, Amari Rogers, Vilas Jones, Dwayne Eskridge, Josh Palmer, Calvin Austin, Nico Collins, Bo Melton, uh, Jalen Naylor, Alec Pierce, who actually, uh, I, have, I have an issue with him being in this bucket. So mm. I got to yell at whoever made this list. You know? All right. But anyway, you get the gist here. There are many more names. Sage Surratt's at the bottom. Antonio Nunn. That's not a glowing endorsement. So what I'm saying is in the first two tranches of players, I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have eight guys. Beyond that, you can keep them all. All right? Uh, What is John even saying other than that? I'm naming the players that fall <laughs> in the last bucket from 2021 and 2022 in my threshold scoring that is only on the Dynasty Theory Patreon. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, man. Okay, so what are we even talking about? Why do I'm not sure yours, at this point. The class in general. Do you like the depth? The depth's or- fine.
1: I mean, I think the depth's okay. You know, I think probably the reason why I'm more down on this class than you are is because when i want when i'm looking for a big wide receiver that i really like let's say like drake london last year right i could buy into him i can't buy into who we're going to bring up shortly and quentin johnston i just can't buy into him and so for me it's like well i really like jackson and i like a few of the guys that are probably playing slot in the league that's great but i've always been able to find that kind of That kind of player that I could put on my fantasy teams in the flex for extremely cheap. That's why I like Braxton Berrios and guys like that, right? Because they're extremely cheap. I don't want to have to spend the 107, 108 on that kind of talent. And that gets into, and we've talked about it countless times,
0: and it it gets into more of this class in general. And I can understand that because I do have a tier break between 106 and 107. And then I have another tier break at this point between 107 and 108. Mm -hmm. And if you want to trade out of those picks, there is going to be return that is going to make sense. But also it's April 15th. And because we don't know, not just landing spots, we don't know when a lot of the running backs are going to go. That is going to drive the value of those, those mid to late first round picks. People just want a little bit more certainty. So we don't get bamboozled by a pre-draft Isaiah Spiller. I know people were all aboard Kenny Gainwell pre-NFL draft. Things change. And with that level of uncertainty, especially with with a class like this and the way things have been going, the NFL seems to be getting crazier and crazier on a yearly basis. Mm -hmm. So because we want that certainty, the the, the value of those mid-round picks is going to rise. But is it going to be because of wide receivers, which we're going to discuss today? Probably not. So is it fair to say, is Jackson Smith and Jigba a tier above the rest of the wide receivers in this class for you from a dynasty perspective?
1: Yeah, for me, he is. It's, I mean, we'll get to the next tier soon, but he is the one guy who I feel is elite at certain things. His agility is elite. His route running is elite. He's not scared to go across the middle of the field. I mean, I think what he's actually bringing to an NFL team is, I mean. I hate to compare it to St. Brown because that's a fourth-round draft pick, right? But on the field, how they'll be used, if he goes to a team who uses him properly, that's like the one issue we always get to, right? We're like, look, we love Jameer Gibbs. He's going to go do this. Well, that's if the coach actually uses him as they should use him, as we see a lot coaches just don't do that. So with JSN, for me, he's locked in at that 105, 106 in rookie drafts. And that's not going to change based off where he goes in the NFL draft. I just really think he's set in stone. If he could be my wide receiver three in dynasty, I really don't want him being like my best wide receiver. But if he's my wide receiver three at that point, and he's solidifying my team, then I'm in love. Then if I was a team that barely missed playoffs last year and I'm putting him on my team, I immediately think he's going to help me make playoffs and a lot of rookie wide receivers, you know, taking the last few years out just because of what's happened with the elite talent that's come in. Usually that doesn't happen.
0: Now, I don't want to do this for every player because it will be a marathon episode. And I think we're already on that pace right now, but for Jackson Smith and Jigba DK Metcalf or JSN. Oh, Metcalf Drake, London
1: or JSN. <laughs> Drake. Yeah. Stefan Diggs or JSN. I'll take JSN at this point. Tyree Kill. GSN. Cooper Cup. I uh, if I'm an elite contender, I want Cooper Cup.
0: And then anything here with Pittman, Debo, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, DJ yeah,
1: Moore. GSN.
0: Okay. So is it fair to say you would have him right around that 13 14 range? Yeah, probably for dynasty wide receivers. Yeah. Okay. This next bucket here. Bucket is the word of the day. Right. It is. There's
1: lots of buckets with the wide receivers. We got buckets on buckets on buckets. So sadly we only have like four buckets because there's like a great bucket, a good bucket, another bucket and then just a bucket one bucket filled with shit. Big bucket. <laughs> just a bucket I I almost I I thought
0: this was the pivot point side. So sorry for the cursing. Sorry. Sorry Dan if you're listening. All right. Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers. Why I have these guys grouped together. These are the other three receivers that very well should be top 40 NFL draft picks. Uh, But even more so, all three could very well end up in the first round as well. Yep. So with these three guys, uh, I'm going to come in and play devil's advocate one by one here. And Mitch, you can come in and support or... Uh, Tell me I'm crazy. Some of these cons, some of the negatives talked about with these receivers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jordan Addison, we got the low BMI for those BMI folks. 40 time is certainly lower than we would have liked. Okay. With that size. And I think the pre combine expectation was, it was going to be a little bit better than what four, four, nine. So that's going to be, a concern because as much as we want to say combine doesn't matter, it does impact the NFL stance in the way these guys are drafted. And if there's a shift in draft capital, whether that's top 15, top 20, top 25, whatever the case may be for somebody like Jordan Addison, that is going to impact and It impacts the speed score. And there was a noticeable drop off going from the only show in town in Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett, to USC with Caleb Williams and the other weapons they had around there. And I think people looked at that and thought, oh my gosh, Jordan Addison, he's just going to have a monster season. And by all accounts, he had a fine season. We wouldn't be talking about him at this point in the first round of the NFL draft if he didn't. But that drop-off could be seen as a concern for many people.
1: For me, it's... Devontae Smith, we know, is going to be the comp for every small... Let's, sorry, not small. Lower weight wide receiver. Yes. That's going to be the comp. He's going to be the what we do with inaccurate QBs and Josh Allen now. That's just how it's going to work. We've seen it work with Don Devontae Smith, and he stayed healthy. He stayed relatively healthy. So this is the question that you have to ask if you like Addison is, do you believe that he could win the same way that Devontae Smith wins? I just think Devontae Smith is better than Jordan Addison. I think he was a better talent coming out of college. Than Jordan Addison. So that's why I just think, like you brought up, there's the bucket with JSN and then there's the bucket with these guys because there are a lot of cons. And so for me, I'm going to be trying to trade out of the 108, 109 spots and probably trying to get maybe, you know, at draft time, we know these rookie picks are going to gain value. Maybe I can get a Tyree kill for that. Maybe I can get a Stephen Diggs. You know, if I could get that older elite wide receiver. That's what I'm going to be doing with Addison and Quentin Johnston.
0: And we're going to see a shift in the, I mean, we kind of talked about this already, but the value of those picks, because Zach Charbonnet gets a prime landing spot in the second round of the NFL draft. Uh, Teams start to look at their managers start to look at their teams and say, Oh crap, I, I need a quarterback. Will Levis now gets bumped Hendon hooker. He goes to the back end of the first round of the NFL draft. Now he's bumped up. So those picks, with, with the level of uncertainty, as I said, it's April 15th. Give it some time. Bill in the chat, super duper flex. Do you think some of the wide receivers get pushed up in rookie drafts because drafters freak out about running back landing spots? I, I think it's more going to come down to the draft capital, to be honest. If we get, and I am of the belief, we are over six and a half running backs and don't make the but de- Devon de- de- de a chain joke about him being the half running back. Uh, but I I believe we see seven running backs go in the first three rounds. And if we see that, it's actually, I think, going to create more value with the wide receivers going late, early second, late first, early second with Addison. We talk about the negatives, the cons from an analytical perspective, boxes that he checks that I want to see early declare, which makes sense because obviously there is talent and you're not going to come out early if the chances are you're going to plummet down draft boards, especially for wide receivers. Uh, Max reception market share, we saw a tremendous uh, upside in production here in Pittsburgh. Receiving yard market share, receiving yards per team pass attempt, checks that box. Contested target percentage in his final year, he's under 12%. All right. So he is getting open. He is creating separation. College dominator, breakout age, 18, 30% threshold for breakout age, age 19. It's just that speed score is atrocious because of the, the coming in super tiny mm-hmm. and coming in at four, four, nine. Um, okay. Quentin Johnston cons big body receiver. Doesn't always play like it. Highest contested target rate in 2022. Of all the first or second round wide receivers, that's expectation at 23%. Maybe he plays faster, but a four-five two is not exactly what we wanted to see at the NFL combine. Um did he run in the combine or was that pro no. day? Yeah, I was pro a day. Pro day.
1: Yep, yeah, pro I caught
0: day. I caught myself as I said that. Um, and then he barely cracked a 20% max reception uh market share throughout college is that because he wasn't getting open and you have quarterbacks we all know it those quarterbacks that want to take on less risk that just like i do with my dynasty portfolio and not throw into tight windows so if quentin johnston gets into a situation where you have a quarterback that's like that if he's not getting open he's not getting the ball right so The separation is going to be the main talking point for Quentin Johnson, I believe, throughout this entire rookie draft process.
1: You know, I've been down on him since the beginning. I mean, we've had quite a few discussions about him on the show already. And my thing is, he also has drops too, right? It's not just he can't get open. He also drops the ball. And so everything that you hear about him is... His ceiling is the highest of anyone's in the class, right? But I also think that he's a lot like Richardson to where his floor is like basement level floor and it could just drop out on you. Um, If you, I look at it this way, if you can't get open a lot in college, how in the world are you going to do in the NFL? I mean, where he was playing in the Big 12, um, he was going against maybe one, maybe two, maybe three good cornerbacks, right? When he goes to the NFL, he's going to be playing against the elite of the elite of the elite cornerbacks, And I just don't believe so far based off his college shape and everything that you see that he is going to be an elite wide receiver in the NFL. I'm not saying that he's going to be a bust. I'm not saying that, you know, maybe he ends up being a really good wide receiver too, but that's not what I'm looking for when I'm spending the one Oh nine draft pick on him, you know, or the 110 or something like that. I want to have at least that hope that he could be really good. You know, Christian Watson was around there maybe a little bit later in drafts last year. Christian Watson had that speed, though. You know he at least can take the top off that defense. And that's kind of what I want in those kind of draft picks. Like, I want, here's his elite talent. When I look at Quentin Johnston, I can't tell you what elite talent he has besides he's taller than other wide receivers in this class.
0: If you're looking at Quentin Johnston in your rookie drafts and maybe you have somebody that's looking to move up to that pick once it's on the clock, I, you could probably go out and get with, with far less risk because of the plus you're getting. I think you could get a plus with a Jahan Dotson. Oh, yeah. I think you could get a plus with a Deontay Johnson, uh, Hollywood Brown, whenever the time comes, you know, you could tell yourself the narrative about Kyler Murray and that Arizona team. What's Hollywood Brown going to look like right now? He's only 25 years old and you're looking at Quentin Johnston there is risk there. And we see, you know, it, it seems like these big body receivers that are that have this first round pedigree are the ones under the most scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Look in the roller coaster ride that was Traylon Burke's offseason going into his rookie year. I mean, you get one negative blurb, uh, you know, he left a drill early, and then we, we get the the meme in our discord that he's the the big (laughs) marshmallow marshmallow puff guy from ghostbusters that was funny (laughs) but there is going to be opportunities because i there's going to be somebody that just wants to get younger there's going to be somebody that wants that wants to believe in the ceiling so there are going to be pivot opportunities when it comes to quentin johnson wherever we're looking at him in our rookie drafts and the the ceiling tremendously high like you said but to me, it does feel like an unnecessary risk. Am I going to have some Quentin Johnston across my 90 team? Sure, I'm, I'm bound to have a few shares. But uh, ideally, I'm looking in another direction. And even more so, I might be looking to get out of the draft at that point. And that's been something I've been saying across my my leagues. I'm updating my trade bay. I'm putting the comments in there. If I have 107, 108, 109, 110 right now, I'm either looking to move up, move back, or get out. I I, I think staying put is is what is going to be, out of the four options, the least productive when it comes to building our dynasty rosters. All right. So for Quentin Johnston, is he mm-hmm. your wide receiver three today?
1: Yeah, but like I said, by Javante Williams back in the day, it's by default. Yeah, okay. because there's no one else. You know, uh, before you hammer in Zay Jones, you know, it's or sorry, Zay Jones, Zay Flowers. Um like you look at some like Zay Flowers, right? He's gonna be people's probably wide receiver four, wide receiver five, something like that. We say JSN is a slot guy, but he's a slot guy like C D Lamb is a slot guy to where he can do stuff outside. Right. Zay Flowers, but if he is outside, like the coaching staff is doing something wrong. Like you can't have him get physically matched up on a big corner because he just won't get off the line. Um, so with Zay Flowers, but he's the wide receiver four. And that's why I'm okay with him there because you're going to get him at the very, very end of the first or the early second. And so a guy like that, his talent, it's just kind of like the compare contrast between him and JSN to where, yeah, Zay Flowers is that slot wide receiver, but he's a lot cheaper than Jackson Smith and Jacob is going to be.
0: Yeah, um am pulling up some things here. Uh, who are we talking about? Zay
1: Flowers. Yep. Duh, 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 duh. And I'm going to call mm-hmm. him Zay Jones like probably a hundred times. I next year. have actually typed that out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have
0: typed that out multiple times. As you can tell, I'm still trying to find something. So gagging here a bit.
1: You're good. but so, so that is the tier, right? So we have JSN, and we have Zay Flowers, Addison, and Johnston, who are all going to get good draft capital. And after that, it's just, to me, it's going to be finding guys that we like. Um, Like, the next tier when we get into it, it's not guys that I'm willing to make a stand for. It's just guys I'm probably going to like more than others. And I'll probably end up with a very high rostership percentage of them because of that. Because people are, are going to end up liking Josh Downs. Maybe they like Jalen Hyatt. But for me, like I have a guy that I love in that next tier, And so I'm going to end up with a lot more of him than the others, just because I think that's how it's going to break down.
0: So I want to challenge you here. I finally found out. Oh.
1: Uh, oh. Zay was only running out of the slot around 30% of the time last year. In college. Sure. You're going to put a five, nine dude who weighs like 170 pounds outside in the NFL. It's
0: the But uh, <laughs> <I know>, right? <laughs> right, right, I'm turning to get to a BMI Zay... guy. The thing that Zay does give you is that after the catch, that yak yes, ability. 100%. Yep. So, again, if a team uses him correctly, there there's a very nice ceiling there. Agree? And with, with Zay, I, I almost said Zay Jones. <laughs> I almost <laughs> just said it. At least it's not only me. Uh, but, but coming in at 5'9", you know, and needing that extra year to really stand out you start looking at, well, early declare, mm-hmm. what wasn't there. Um, but then again, Devonte Smith used that extra year.
1: Yeah, I don't care about so, early declare much anymore, to be honest
0: with you. But it, it goes into the equation. It's a piece of the puzzle. It's not everything. So I, I love mm-hmm. when you see people cherry pick it on, on Twitter, especially. Look at all these guys. These are the highest college dominators over the last uh, X amount of seasons, Ashton Dolan was number one and he's no good. So the, the stat is no, we're not just isolating one variable and that drives me freaking nuts, but he's not an early declare. Um, he he did check the box for reception market share. He's in the second uh, tier, if you will, for receiving yards per team pass attempt, max. uh but, but, uh, but again, He's another one, just like, just like Jordan Addison would have liked to see him with his size come in a little bit faster, but not necessarily the end of the world by any means, but the NFL is going to tell us they love this kid and he's going to go in the first round of the NFL draft, most likely. And if not early second, still a top 40 pick. So when it comes to Zay Flowers, it is going to be, will a team use him the way he should be used? And. You Know we I hate it. It's it, this is lazy, but looking at a dot where he was above average in college, but with the yak ability, could he do something like a Debo Samuel? Could he do something like a Rondell Moore? Hopefully with a little bit higher a dot than Rondell Moore, because I'm pretty sure that's negative. Um, you know, so so looking at some of these comments here, I I, I always like to catch up on the comments. Da, da, da. Trade those rookie picks for twenty-eight-year-old wide receivers. Um, duh, duh, duh. Jeff, not sure about trading the one-eleven for Hollywood pre-draft. Hollywood's value is going to rise with the question mark. Isn't going to rise with the question marks of quarterback in Arizona. Uh, duh, 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 duh. So a- anyway, Zay Flowers is he your wide receiver for? Is that yeah. is that fair? Yep, he is. Now today. Where are we looking at moving off of him for vets? Jerry, Judy, or Zay Flowers? Oh, I'll take Judy. Amari Cooper or Zay Flowers?
1: Let's see. Now we're getting into the how much am I a contender, how much am I not? Because yeah. I'm probably in that 112 area to where I competed last year. And so it's do I need the young guy or do I want the old guy? It's That one's a toss-up. I think Amari with one full offseason with Watson will be pretty good.
0: We got the FF dynasty guys, in. that's got to be Jay. I didn't Is even that say his
1: slander. Jay I said I Zay. like Zay, and I like where
0: he's going. I see Kevin in the chat. Man, appreciate you, man. Good luck. Uh, yeah. So, but but see, that's the point we get to. Then we start to look at the veterans because you have the the younger like oh Zay Flowers or Jahan Dotson. Is that interesting? I'll take Flowers. I was wrong. It's Casey, and that's Casey. Yeah. I can't keep straight who likes A, who doesn't. Come on. Uh, okay, the next bucket. And these are guys that they could go anywhere between early second.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is there anything else on those guys? No, that, no, I think okay. we could. Yeah. they could go anywhere between early second and end of the third. That's mm-hmm. how wide open things could be here. Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt, Rasheed Rice, Cedric Tillman, Marvin Mims. Based on recent reports, it sounds like maybe fantasy folks are a little higher on Marvin Mims than the nfl like community yep. and vice versa it sounds like the nfl they might be all aboard the rashie rice and cedric tillman trains and then Jalen hyatt josh downs i think everybody likes them for the most part except for Jalen hyatt's route tree that's always a, a question mark so for josh downs uh, great footwork he's small but he's tough he plays bigger than he is he's the opposite of quentin johnston exactly all right <laughs> an elite production you could say well He's go, he has Drake May now, Sam Howell, despite his slipping the NFL draft, a really good college quarterback. And yes, that is true. But whereas we saw the drop in production from Jordan Addison going from Pitt to USC, Josh Downs maintained an elite production going from one quarterback to the next. Um, can, can I just rattle through all these first? No, please go ahead. And then I want you to take it away and share your thoughts. Cause if we're doing it the way we've been doing it, it we're not going to get no, it close to it. No, yeah. You talk too much, Mitch. I never I know. Obviously Jalen Hyatt, top tier speed, limited route tree didn't produce until Cedric Tillman was out. But when Cedric Tillman was out, Jalen Hyatt carried the load and he was just a tremendous uh, producer there in Tennessee. I, I do. Agree. I think he's the most likely boomer Bust guy, but a cheaper version of Quentin Johnston's Boomer Bust. Uh, only five percent of his targets in twenty twenty two were contested. Even better separator than Jordan Addison, who I talked about earlier in the show.
1: That's more the offense, more than anything. I and mean, that's just well, it is it's built. A speed. It's yeah. speed
0: too. Yeah. It, but but I said limited route tree. It's not because he's a world beater when it comes to to running routes. Um, but he also gives you that the high end speed he can blow the top off a defense 14.1 average depth of target there this last season i would like to see him call me crazy a situation like the los angeles rams
1: yeah how well,
0: much better <laughs> how much better did that sure. offense look whenever they had somebody that was reliable that could blow the top off the defense yeah no you're right uh let's see i've seen a few mocks Hi to the chiefs yeah, I mean, let, let's not get everybody. Mox. Yeah, let's get everybody to the Chiefs, shall we? Rasheed Rice, twenty-three years old in the American Conference. Uh, it seems like he might not always be willing to work hard enough to get open, except for he does have very nice vertical abilities. Um, one of the highest contested target rates in twenty twenty two of the prospects coming out, and you know, with his size. Four five one better than Quentin Johnston.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Better uh I, I believe better speed score there. Um so for those three guys, what are your thoughts? Obviously, a kind of a wide range for fantasy purposes, downs Hyatt, at Rice, but overall. I don't like any of them.
1: So that this is my issue, right? So while so while you were like looking uh something up earlier, right, I was saying that <clears throat> this is the bucket to where. I like one guy in this bucket. The rest, I'm going to let everybody else pick the guys that they like more. But for me, it's Cedric Tillman in this bucket, man. Like, so this is... Sorry, one sec.
0: Listen, I, I always talk about GMA. I, I watch GMA on the reg, mm-hmm. and they're talking about super allergies right now.
1: Oh, it's bad. You might right have there. those
0: super allergies. Easily
1: could. But with Cedric Tillman, Cedric Tillman is everything that I want Quentin Johnston to be. He just is. 6'3", he plays big i think um Cedric tillman if you if I, if there's a bet out there on which w- rookie wide receiver is going to have the most touchdowns this year that's who i'm putting my money on he's going to go in and immediately play the x in the nfl um i know what he's going to be from day one any team that drafts him knows what he's going to be from day one and i think that's huge there isn't going to be hey he needs to learn slot X, Z, he, need, he doesn't have to. They're going to put him at the X, and that's what he's going to be. And so for me, Cedric Tillman is the guy that I love here. I'm going to end up with 40% roster ship of him and like 2 or 3% of Hylet, Downs, Rice, Mims, of those other guys just because I really, really, really like Cedric Tillman. I could trust that I know for that early second round draft pick, our projections, I bet our projections are extremely close on him. Because we'll be able to look and see what he's actually going to do on the field
0: okay i i think your your cedric tillman thoughts align more closely with the the nfl view more than likely yeah and i can't believe i haven't been correct in the chat yet but Rasheed rice the the speed score not above quentin johnston you know misspoke misspoke my apologies um looking at cedric tillman now, that is a better speed score than Quentin Johnson. Slightly older, 23, but not completely out on him. 23 years old as a wide receiver coming in, especially with everything going on with, with the COVID and the transfers. And, uh, you know, uh, especially with Cedric Tillman, some injuries. It, he didn't produce until his fourth year in college. But, again, there there were injuries. And then this last year, he was dealing with ankle injuries. Um, I think the touchdown upside, like you said, Mitch, it's probably one of the highest in the class. 14.4 average at the target. Uh, very little after the catch in 2022, but again, I believe early in the season he suffered a high ankle sprain. How much did that linger until he was out, and then Jalen Hyatt really, really picked things up. So Cedric Tillman's going to be an interesting one because he's not going to check off some of the boxes, analytically speaking especially when you look at it from an age-adjusted perspective. So additional context for him, I believe, is required. Are you on board with Marvin, not Denzel, Mims? All right. Uh, Deep threat ability, averaged at the target 16.3, one of the highest this year, top 20 in the country for all all FBS receivers with at least 50 targets. He was also top 70 yards after the catch at 8.5. He can do it all. Mm -hmm.
1: Are you on board? I was. I was really on board until, like you brought up, it seems like the NFL draft people don't like him or like they, they believe that the NFL doesn't like him as much as we do. Now, if that's the case, we just have to look into that. If he ends up being that fourth round right wide receiver this year, then I'm pretty much not going to have him on any team because like you this year, I'm going to be hammering tight ends. I'm going to be hammering the running backs slate drafts.
0: Yeah, uh just reading some of the comments here, but I, I agree with, with Casey over there. NFL seems lower. Analytics seems super high on Mims. I have him as my wide receiver seven right now, and that is with the expectation that he goes in the third round. Yep. All right? But uh, if he would inch up, like somehow if he lands in that top 40 range where there is a tier break in terms of overall hit rate with wide receivers and their draft capital, as opposed to just saying second or third round, looking at the top 40 um marvin mims would move a little bit i think overall the the fantasy community might be a little bit higher than i am but again that goes back to what you were saying mitch Mm -hmm. give me the tight ends and tight end premium especially with this class with some of the guys available and then we're gonna get more clarity on the running backs and it's gonna shoot these guys up the draft board um marvin mims or Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore, Marvin Mims or Calvin Ridley? Oh, Calvin Ridley. Easy. Marvin Mims or Gabriel
1: Davis? Yeah, yeah. probably Gabe Davis today. It's it, I don't love it, but it's like if Buffalo doesn't draft somebody, then maybe this is the bounce back year for Davis. All right, so
0: you certainly would be a little bit lower on Mims then.
1: Oh, I'm thinking Mims, like a two twelve kind of guy, not close to the early second kind of guy.
0: Okay. One of the more divisive guys in this class, Mr. Keyshawn Boute. He shouldn't be divisive. Uh, age 18 breakout, okay? He was tremendous coming in, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was. We've that seen was a lot That was a since long then. time ago uh maybe some attitude problems maybe some other off the field things that kind of dropped off but there were rumors about you know what i'm talking about Mitch mm-hmm. um and if you're listening and don't know what i'm talking well, good about good for him. him like i'm not holding go, that against him at all go go, <laughs> go look it up um solid 2021 with only 6 games played says he's coming back in 2023 then u turn Declares for the NFL draft. That's where some of those rumors came
1: into play. Keishon Boutte, is he being slept on? No, not at all. I mean, he isn't going to be on one of my teams. Like he probably has one of the worst RAS scores that I've seen on like a wide receiver that's actually being talked about, right? I just have absolutely. So, so I just pulled up his RAS score, right? Just so I made sure that I wasn't off on it. And Kentley Platt, he's the one who's been doing it forever. Wait, um, can I
0: say something real quick?
1: Yeah. I've gone back
0: and I've looked at any interactions. I
1: don't know what I did. Uh-huh. I'm blocked on Twitter. I believe there was a day to where you didn't like that, if I remember correctly. I, I searched tweets uh, for RAS. Oh, maybe. Maybe he doesn't like you. But the first... How's that possible? Uh, well, I've been in Uber with you and I heard what the Uber driver said about your, you know, your reviews there. But so here's the first thing that he posted up the RAS score. Here's the first comment. Any thoughts on if he tanked the combine knowing some team is going to be picking him? Like th- that's like real NFL Twitter out there, man. Like it- it's just a different breed.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's certainly going to be interesting. Yeah, no, um, he, he won't be on one of my teams. Completely different situations, but I, he kind of has that Justin Ross type feel this year where it's, they came in mm-hmm. fantastic producers early in college yep. and then things have happened. Things got derailed a little bit impacted draft capital again, Uh very different scenarios, but I think the similarities in terms of the, the way they are being viewed, like it, if you take, his scores for, for certain things that I'm looking at and you throw it on uh, Mitchell Tinsley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody's talking about,
1: nobody's talking <laughs> about Mitchell Tinsley. Yeah.
0: I mean, you, you had a spotlight on this kid at LSU at the age of 18. So uh, uh, Mitch is spreading this uh, false information. That is not false.
1: Over. Listen, my, my, okay. It might've been Lyft. Sorry. It was one of them.
0: No, well, it was Uber. Okay, but like, it's not a terrible score. You listen, you get some of these these Uber drivers with big egos and giving me a low rating. Sorry, sorry that I, living my life over here. You know what? I'm not sorry. Anyway, so Butte, I yeah, I'm I'm out on him. If you want to chase the upside, sure. Mm-hmm. I there's too much going on there, and and I can't get on board. Uh, Twitter hype. These two guys fall in that bucket. Yep. And I think maybe some of it carries over towards the NFL, but who knows? Nathaniel Dell, Tyler Scott, Nathaniel Dell's 23 years old. He's five foot eight, a buck 65. All right. He is a slower, worse prospect than two, two at All right. So, so if, you by, <laughs> if you want to go, if you want to go acquire an undersized receiver, with a better collegiate profile, go get two, two, um, who had fantastic draft capital in the second round, put up high level numbers at the highest collegiate level, not the American conference, like Nathaniel Dell. Uh, and then, uh, Tyler Scott, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think he's going to be on par with Alec Pierce from an NFL draft standpoint. Okay. Uh, I'm just reading some of these comments. You guys are nuts. You can tell the coffee's kicking in the chat. A little bit. Um, but either of these guys, like, like, do they stand out to you? Because we're, at, we're getting to the point now
1: where these are probably all guys I'm not going to draft. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, so we brought up with Marvin Mims about how the draft community doesn't like him on the NFL side. Well, they seem to love Tyler Scott. So if we're going to dock Mims for it, you have to at least account for Tyler Scott now. And, you know, I think the Alec Pierce is like the easy comp for him, right? It's just how it usually goes in college. Um, and so like, he's more on my radar than he was before. So now like I'm thinking about him in the mid second, but it's really going to come down to where the NFL draft gets him. If he ends up being a third round guy, I just really think like we've kind of hammered home. This whole episode is a lot of these guys are just not going to be on my teams because I love the depth at tight end. I love, we don't know where Hendon Hooker is going to go. Maybe he ends up being a mid-second and dropping some more of these running backs down. So if I could just hammer tight ends and running backs and not have to deal with these kind of prospects this year, that's what I'm going to do. I
0: know you like Jonathan Mingo.
1: I do. It's true. The, it's true. The
0: Mingo ate your baby. That's a it's team name true. right there. Yeah. Um, you know, the one positive here, uh, not that just one pot, but mingo he he falls into the same category as marvin mims and let me explain before anybody goes crazy in the sense that he's a deep play threat with the ability to take advantage after the catch and Mm -hmm. i that might be where the similarity really ends but
1: you had mingo fairly high if i recall i did i had him early to remember it might have been i had a very early high yeah
0: um when we're talking about Mingo, mm-hmm. if end of the fourth for me,
1: yeah. And I when I did my first rookie tears, I had him the end of the second. I did. It's true. It's just what if he goes to a team that has a very good offensive coordinator or head coach that we can trust? That's the thing with a lot of these late guys is like I just want to know he's going to a team to where I could be like, hey, that guy knows what he's doing. If he goes to the Cowboys, I want nothing to do with him because I think Mike McCarthy has no idea what he's doing, right? But what if he goes to the Chargers? What if he is their deep threat on that offense Then I'm like, all right, I could deal with this. So with that kind of prospect with Mingo, it's going to be really, really be where does he land? And then maybe I can get him in the third. round. I probably will always be able to get him in the third round of rookie drafts, but I will be able to pull the trigger there for that reason.
0: Yeah, I just I find it hard to believe that he goes before the fifth round in the NFL draft. Right, right, right. And because of that, you look at things going back to 2017. You have Hunter Renfro and And Darnell Mooney (laughs) that have put up top 24 seasons. And I'm not comparing the playing styles Mm -hmm. by any means, just the draft capital. And look at what it's worth now. Right. Look at what Renfro is worth now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not. I have the overlay, Dan. Sorry, buddy. Nope. You're out. I can't I can't do it. We have the overlay. Fine, get on here real quick.
2: <laughs> wow. We split you in half. I love it. Oh. Now,
0: look at that. On the
2: fly, I got a new overlay. Look at that. You are a clutch. I, I just came in to say hi for two minutes. Maybe one wide receiver comment. I'm sure JB has one pressing question, something. My lawnmower wouldn't start. I couldn't mow the lawn. Oh, so no. The wife's not right. home. I'm like, let me just say hi to the boys.
1: No, I have one. I have an important one. Cedric Tillman.
2: Cedric Tillman, he's in, like, that middle tier of receivers that Mm -hmm. I have where uh, third round right now I have him in my, like, rookie list, maybe higher third round. You know, there's some potential. I'm a little more concerned about Jalen Hyatt than I was earlier in the offseason, so Tillman might be passing out Hyatt, even though I, I love Hyatt's athletic profile. I think we're hearing a lot of talk about Tennessee and the concern of their wide receivers, um, you know, we'll, we we'll, we'll have to see there. I, I'd say one nugget, man, there's some Steve Smith quotes out there breaking down some of these wide receiver talks, you know, for our fantasy listeners, there's some good insight on this rookie class coming out of, from Steve Smith. Um, you know, right now, JSN is, is, is the dog, uh, Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison Who are like, this isn't top secret, but they're moving up my list as far as this class is, I think you're going to come out here with three really solid rookies and I know Quentin Johnson's like the enigma. I think he's just going to be more of a project. But I, I think he's going to pan out in the NFL. So I look forward to next week. What, our, our next show is going to be our mock draft for episode number 200. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll get to dive in and we'll see which, which of the three of us, who's really high on what guys. Are you
0: staying on or jumping off because I need to figure out the overlay? What are you doing?
2: I know I'm cutting into your word count. I just came on to say, I love you both love our listeners and I will see everybody next episode. All All right. Peace.
0: There we go. My overlay. There we go.
2: Uh, Late round wide receiver.
0: Just throw a name at me.
1: What if I don't want to
0: Mingo is Mingo. No,
1: Mingo is really the one that I'm going to bring up because I know I had him too high to start off with, but I wanted to make sure that I at least had him on my list. You know, it's one of those things like, hey, hey, you know that Mingo guy? I said he was pretty good, you know, back in February.
0: My guy, if there is any way, any possible way, I don't think it happens, but he cracks a top 120 draft pick mm-hmm. in the NFL draft. It's Trey Palmer, four three three at the Combine. Um Every year at LSU, he improved, transferred to Nebraska, and he put up top-tier production, really high-end touchdown upside, uh, deep play threat, performs after the catch, but he is very raw. Mm-hmm. So he would need to develop. He would need to improve in that regard. Uh, things that I've read, uh, you know, even against zone, he has trouble finding the soft spot in zone, and that's something he would – clearly need to develop and he might move up a little bit in the draft because he does have special team upside not huge for most fantasy leagues but we're in a few where return yards matter okay and it bolsters up those low end wide receivers but trey palmer somebody that i have my eye on again tempering expectations though
1: okay all
0: right so
1: final thoughts Sorry, I hit you with the. I was just going to say. So, a faster Josh Palmer is what you're saying here. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Final thoughts. I didn't even think about it, to be honest with you. Not used to that on our Saturday shows. But the one thing that I am going to hammer, I'm just going to bring up is so I finished up with two of the team reviews for everyone that signed up for the year in the Patreon. We have a lot more to go through, but I didn't have internet for the last week. So, it's really not my fault. So, we're going to hammer those out. We're actually, John brought up a good point on. If the people that we're doing them for are okay with it, we're actually going to post them up in the Patreon so people can see, hopefully drive some ideas on what to do with teams that are kind of, I don't know, kind of built in the same way that these other teams are. Yeah. I mean, uh,
0: clearly it's still something that is catered directly towards that, that manager. Mm -hmm. But like you said, Hey, I have Aaron Rodgers in a similar situation. Here's an idea of what I could do or, you know, w- whatever we're talking about. But the, the, I love the Saturday morning shows. I really uh, do. Same. It's a it's a fun way to start out the day. I was supposed to do yard work today, but I think we're going to get some rain. Knock <laughs> nice. on wood. Let, <laughs> you us out there. <laughs> let's rain. Uh, really appreciate everybody showing up in the chat. Remember, next Wednesday, we're doing our tight end discussion, followed by a two round mock. Dan should be there for the full episode uh check out dynasty hyphen daddy.com uh a lot it's a really cool resource i I sit in there and just go through different Mm -hmm. things um it's might not be for everybody but if you have a larger portfolio even a decent sized portfolio teams and you're looking at ways to manage it it's a fantastic free resource and if you're looking to get involved with the dynasty theory patreon patreon patreon.com slash dynasty theory and uh free for this month you'll get an instant refund and you get to be a part of the 2023 nfl draft party that's a lot of fun had us literally almost dying last year uh, pointing to me pointing to me uh but a lot of fun and we hope everybody comes check comes and checks it out for mitch Sorensen, you saw dan lamagna i'm john bauer have a great weekend we'll see everybody next week